Welcome to the Top Podcast. I'm your host, Lou, and joining me with Rob. What up? Mike. Hey. And we have a special guest. Mike, take it away. To quote Lucian, our next guest is a man of wonder. A man whose good looks are rivaled only by his complete and utter disregard for punctuality. A man whose beauty is so great that upon first laying eyes on him, Rob's wife literally choked on her drink. He is a filmmaker aspiring to a career rivaling that of the great Leonardo DiCaprio, by which I mean to say he has no intention of ever dating a woman under the age of 21. Please welcome actor, director, writer, producer, and above all, our friend, Hot Kyle. Wow, what an introduction. 21, that's a step up from Leo. I think Leo's like 25 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, is, it is a step up, but uh, it's a step up because she was like 20. Juan, <laughs> I think, Mike, did you say that wrong? It sounded like you said he will never date a woman under 21. We can check the replay. Do it. This What Really Happened replay is brought to you by... He has no intention of ever dating a woman <laughs> under the age of 21. We look stupid. If I did, I misspoke. Yeah. Over 21. Yeah, there you go. You just want to take that again? <laughs> All right. Take two, boys. Boom, bro. No, I like it. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> well, hey, thank you for having me, guys. I, I appreciate it. I would like to state for the record that I had no part in the naming of Hot Kyle. That was done completely behind my back and happened for a long time before I even knew about it. It's Who true. Did somebody just uh, Rob's wife. Hot Kyle? Rob's and wife my said- wife. I have to say, I thought nice. it was your wife to start off and that my wife just, you know. It was those two and Barkley. I don't know who said it first. All right. So this is Rob. I went and did some investigative journalism and I talked to all the sources that was listed in that conversation. And it turns out that Mike was actually the person the first call Kyle, hot Kyle. Join us next week when we draw this out longer than a low-level staffer stealing signs. Robert's fists are just, like, closed, That's, like, really I, aggressively. I told you guys <laughs> I was moving out here for a job. I was really just to get distance between Kyle and I, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm moving out to California. I'm going to be inching closer, buddy. You might overshoot, though, because you're moving <laughs> further down, down south. <laughs> like I said, one step at a time. We'll get there. To start us off, we like to start with an icebreaker. I thought since our uh, who we have on this week, I think this would be appropriate. What would be the title of your biography? Whoa. Am I going first? If if you know it, go ahead. I don't. Lou, as the questioner, has the burden of answering first to buy us all time. But if you got something. This is of my life so far. Or can I pick a like a segment of my life? Uh, Let's you can do what you whatever you feel free to. (laughs) It's up to you. Okay. Oh, all right. To start us off. Um, you know, usually when I ask these questions, I have an answer to them. I had a couple. This is of what them. happened to me last week. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna be real, real different and say almost there. And you can take that the way that you want to. Sexually, non-sexually. I don't think anyone was gonna take it sexually yeah, until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm picturing you with a very different face than I was ten seconds ago. You effing know it, big dog. <laughs> Does anybody else? Uh... Anybody else have one? I can change this question if if it's too hard, if it's too much of a thoughtful question. Well, I'm just trying not to sound too stuck up with my answer. Oh, well, go ahead if you, act, if you got one. <laughs> I don't, do not have one. Mike, a clear vision. 
I was thinking something along the lines of thinks he's too smart for his own good. Rob, if only he tried. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. My mic disconnected. I thought you guys were ignoring me. I'm oh. back. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Welcome. Yeah, we're in the sky. We invited you here not to hear you. I was just like, I've got an answer. I've, I've got it. And you guys just kept talking. I'm like, okay, but I've got mine. <laughs> you guys just kept talking. Okay. I'm going to call my biography lost in the sauce (laughs) 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 just for years like i i'd be doing one thing and i'd have my head like caught up in something else and like it took me a long time to get my head kind of out of living in my own different like realities up in my head and actually existing in the world i'm in and in like the present moment and so in the journey of like getting out of the imaginary world and into my existing world, I'd call it lost in the sauce. I, I got one for me. That's a, that is a good one. I, sorry. I just That's I, a really good one. I wanted to say mine before I forgot it. You're mine, good. Go ahead. Mine would be Rob writing oil politics because that includes <laughs> two of my degrees and then like my, <laughs> the hobby that like I guess I identify with the most. And I just feel like it's catchy. You know, you throw oil in there in politics. Who doesn't want to read that? Yeah, the cover is like a really good, sophisticated headshot of you, like finger and thumb under the chin, staring at the the camera intellectually. Like I I see see it. Exactly. (laughs) So on this podcast, we like to get deep, not sexually. Oh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. And we like to talk about embarrassing stories. So we're going to do top three embarrassing stories, Uh, non-criminal embarrassing stories. Want to put that out there? Oh, well, hold on. All three of mine. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say that last week. I should just leave the podcast now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but so, I, I uh, didn't dig deep for this one. This is, you guys are bringing me on, and I'm just going to, you're making jokes about young girls, and then you're going to ask me to tell my most embarrassing stories. I mean, this is quite quite the setup. I, I gave you the yeah. chance to pre screen that uh, introduction. You said no. There's no, there's no fun in a pre-screening. You gotta, you gotta yeah, let it rip. move, but <laughs> yeah, I think with embarrassing stories, uh, I try to block those out of my head. I think Robert, I think you said that yeah. last week, right? Robert? So that's that's mine yeah. are gonna be kind of general moments. Now some of them have stories with them, but like general moments that happen to me that lead to those embarrassing moments. But yeah, I just like whenever something embarrassing happens to me, I just kind of try to block it out of my mind. So I'm like, I can't remember a lot of specific times. So I'm just like. They don't exist in my memory. Just forgot about them. <laughs> I just I got too tired of being embarrassed by everything and just kind of like flipped a switch. I was like, whatever, we're just going to have fun laughing at this, too. And so, like, all my stories are like pre uh, like pre college, because by the time I got to college, I was like, I, I don't have the energy to be embarrassed anymore. Yeah. The, uh, and, the Andy uh, Dwyer tactic. Go watch. Yeah. All right. Oh, all. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know you had that superpower. That's fun. <laughs> Yeah, let's get past that. It's fine. <laughs> is that uh, uh, Lucian starting us off? I think I thought Hot Kyle wanted to say something. Yeah, I, I can I can start us off. I, I've got a story okay. prepped. If you guys are willing to let me go first, go. Oh, absolutely, man. Because it's funny, Lucian. As you were just saying, like I this first story, I actually completely forgot about. I think I did block this out. And in thinking about my embarrassing stories, it like it unlocked a memory in my head. And it got to be kind of excited because it makes me wonder what other memories are locked away that I just never think about. Because <laughs> this is something I have not thought about in like at least 10 years. And all these like, I'm not embarrassed about it anymore, but all these emotions came flooding back when I opened it up because I'm like, oh, 
This was a rough one. This was an embarrassing moment. What what else am I repressing? <laughs> exactly. It's like, what, what else is just like locked in there for some other prompt or therapy or something? All right. So I was a sophomore in high school at the time, which as you guys can attest is a very, it's a complicated time. A lot of emotions, a lot of hormones, you know, it's, it's a tough being a high schooler. And the year before, throughout the entirety of freshman year, I had I had one of those crushes on a girl where because you're like a 14-year-old kid, you have no idea what to ever say to her. So I didn't say like a word to her all year long, but I was like convinced I was in love with this girl from, from school. And the following year, you know, nothing ever happens. It didn't go anywhere because I never talked to her. And sophomore year hits and I end up sitting next to her twin sister in my Spanish class. And so we we got grouped up at the, early on in the year for like a project where we had to do a skit in Spanish. And which even at that time was my specialty. Storytelling, I'm all about it. So we do this skit where her twin sister ends up, who I'm just going to call Lily. It's a fake name, but just for the sake of ease. Or is it? Where Lily... Oh, that's so funny. I actually, I was thinking about that. I'm like, if I use a real name, who's ever going to know? Who's actually going to take the time to look up the high school? Lily might. The people in Belgium. (laughs) The people in Belgium. I've narrowed down that she's a twin. So if you do your research, there's not that many like twins at the high school that it could be. That's so valid. And he's got to figure out what high school he went to. So it's going to be really hard to track down that he went to the. So, okay. (laughs) Oh, so in the skit, Lily, how do I say this? All right. So, in the skit, Lily steadily like is like flirting with me and, and like hitting on me in this like in increasing ways. And I'm really off put by it and I get weirded out. And I like basically stand up and pronounce that I'm gay and that me gusta chicos and I like run out of the room. It's like it was this big thing. It got this big laugh and it was fun. We spent the whole rest of the year in that class. You know, me and her were kind of friends. I had other friends that were all girls in the class. And like whole year goes by. And towards the end of the year, it was like one of those like hey, end of the year parties for the class. Everyone brought food. We're all hanging out, talking. And it comes out that everybody in that class thought that I was gay because of the skit we made. And, and they spent the whole year believing this. All these guys who were like the popular guys essentially were like, they couldn't believe it. They were like, no, wait, what? No, hold on. But like, but the skit, like they're all like making this like raucous time of it. And, and meanwhile, Lily is like, she's losing it. Cause she's like, oh my God. She's like, guys, no, like, trust me, he's not gay. And so on top of this, like, which look, you, you guys know, I've got nothing against like, uh, I'm not homophobic at all. I grew up with it with a gay No, but man. 2010 was a different time. Well, being age 14 and like dealing with being in love with every girl you see and then to come to find out like it's gotten around that everybody has believed you were gay because you you shouted me gusta chicos (laughs) in front of the whole class. (laughs) And then to add insult to injury, the sister of the girl that I was like in love with is like is laughing her ass off looking at me being like, no, like she knows she knows what happened last year and that I didn't say a freaking word to her sister that I was in love with. And she like that was just like the, the icing on the cake was her being like oh oh guys no trust me he's not gay and it killed me it was it, i just like knowing that that entire time like that's what they that, that it had gotten around people were like saying stuff about it. it was just like that was the label i was given like because they were like oh yeah that, that guy he's gay like it just oh my god as a sophomore in high school to find out the end of the year it was a lot it was a lot to deal with 
<laughs> Especially yeah, at the end of the summer. year too, because you can't you can't defend yourself because summer's about to hit. Exactly. That's the worst. That's the I, worst. Exactly. I, I the whole summer was spent away from all these people, unable to like. And it's not like I you know I wasn't any better with girls as a sophomore than I was as a freshman. So it's not like I was ever dating anybody or anything. So they had every reason to believe that, and it was a, it was a label I was given throughout that that whole year of high school. How did you? Did you bounce back or did you kind of, did you fight the fight or did you kind of just. About being gay, like about being like, yeah. a, like about that. So I like in the moment I was like, uh, no, that, that's not the case. But overall, I, because I was very like, like I said, I grew up with an aunt who was gay. I was ring bearer at her wedding at age like 10 years old. So it was always normalized for me. And ultimately I, it wasn't like a label that was like devastating to me. I just hated that now all these girls that I could have been talking to, which it's not like I would have talked to them anyway, but now all these these girls think that I'm gay and I'm completely like off the tape. It was more just like, it was the idea of pushing away the potential loves that I could be having that, that crushed me more than people thinking that I was gay. I didn't care that much about the gay thing. I just cared that, oh no, all these women are now never going to date me because they think I like guys. See, I think that's the wrong mindset to go into. Have you ever seen the movie Kick-Ass? Isn't that how it starts? Like the, the love interest <laughs> thinks he's gay and you know I get the foot in the door I was gonna say you, you it, it sounds like you said you were friends with all these girls that year no that didn't help I was friend zoned by at least like 20 women in high school like I, w- I became really close with a bunch of women and I think it only fed that notion I was in love with all of them like I was so ready I was like but I could not I could not go from friends to to like dating status with any of them then he tried out the the Chico's and well here he is <laughs> No looking back. I gusto chicas. <laughs> so that's my first story. This episode of the Top Podcast is brought to you by our Instagram page. Follow us on Instagram at the Top Podcast, all one word. That's the with two e's. On our Instagram, we post a lot of random videos and then clips of the podcast and some look behind the scenes. Also, feel free to ask us any questions that we can read at the beginning of the show. Just go ahead and comment on any of our posts and Mike will see it and hopefully get back to you. Remember, that's T-H-E-E-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, the top podcast on Instagram. Hope to see you in the metaverse. I think it's super poetic that I am next because it also has to do with a girl. I did not pretend to be gay. I don't know what was your plan with that. Uh, hot Kyle. I, I did, it wasn't a plan. <laughs> it's, I, I know. It's not I know. intentional. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yeah. So eighth grade uh, comes around and uh, I am feeling myself. I am playing football. I can see my feet because I was always a chubby kid. So I'm starting to lean out a little bit and I'm feeling myself. And so I meet up with this girl. Um, let's just say her name is Alexis. And uh, I I am infatuated with this with this woman. I think she is a woman. She watches anime and she doesn't like watch anime to pretend like she watches anime. She like we're we're having conversations about lore and 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 jutsus. She awesome. can throw a football. And and my favorite thing about her uh, that year was that she had in Halo a copy of Halo the demo, and she downloaded the demo on every computer in our computer class. And what? so instead of ta- instead of I know. I played the I mess know. out of so that demo of, as a kid. My goodness. Yeah. So what's the what's the? I think it's called Blood Gulch. Yeah, that's that's like the map that. that's map? on there. Blood Gulch. I think like the third campaign mission. Yeah. And so uh, we were just playing that constantly. And so I was just infatuated with this girl. So the year goes and we're hanging out and I I I've come to the conclusion that I need to. I need to show my love to this woman. I need to like, I need to let her know. <laughs> oh and so God. instead of going up to her and, and just being straight up with her, I sent her an email. 
Oh, um, no. Which is not even like an aim. Paper. Which is not, no, a straight, personal, straight up email. Oof. And so back in the day in AOL, in AOL emails, you could do snippets of songs where you click the link and a little bit of the song will play. And uh, can anybody guess what song I, I, uh, Smack that by Akon. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So that was that was hot <laughs> back then. Tears together. Or low by Ush. Not what is me and your mama. Slow rider. I don't. What's the Usher Slow song? That was Yo, the way yeah. that you said mama was wild. It was uh, should I stay or should I go by the class? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I I I was feeling saucy. So I. <laughs> I put in like little snippets of and pretty much like, should I stay or should I go? You know, you know, we've been friends for a year now. We just need to we need to get going on this. We need to <laughs> up this level up. And it was something I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was very I remember being the most confident I've ever felt in this email. And so I sent it Friday. I wait the weekend and we usually me and Alexis have time that we had a class or we always had time to like talk to each other. And she avoided me like the plague. <gasps> and then I find out that from her friend that uh, she thought I was the weirdest kid in school now. <gasps> no. And in oh. and putting and <laughs> putting extra to that, she actually dated one of my best friends. Oh, it, uh, ripped the dream. Oh, my gosh, that hurts. I was so embarrassed. I was, it was the most embarrassed I felt since that uh, in that grade since then, not since then, but before that, never been more embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. That's tough, buddy. At that age that too, tough. being in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, just thinking like, I just like ruined a friendship, you know, thinking yeah. about, you know, thinking back on it. I, I was so worried about dating this girl that I, had such a beautiful friendship with this one that I completely ruined it just off of email. I mean, yeah, you that, your shot, though. that's exactly why I didn't, ask a single girl out until junior year of high school because that exact conundrum was constantly just like getting stuck on my head where I was like, oh, I like this girl and I like this thing we got going. But if I ask her out and she doesn't feel the same way, does that mean we're going to ruin the thing we have going? I better not ask her out, but we better just be friends. And like, I would just put myself in the friend zone because of that. Like, I was so scared of that happening. Lucian, was there ever any kind of like, did you and her ever come to a resolution? Were you ever friends again? Did you ever get to talk about this? Or was that the end of the story? Oh, we were Facebook friends for a super long time. And I actually tried to look her up on Facebook again, and I could not find her. So I think she deleted her Facebook. I do remember one time, this is super, I was so funny that you said this, because I was thinking about saying it, but I was like, this is kind of corny. But we were, this that summer, I was on the playground behind our middle school, and I saw her, and she saw me. And we like locked eyes with each other and she waved at me. And I, I swear, I swear this is true. Changes pace. And she waved at me and walked away. And, and you and were I was like, like, if you stay, there w- will be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go, be dumb. <laughs> and and that's that's the last time I saw him in person. I as far as I knew, she was doing hair in Arizona and she seemed happy. So Wow. Uh, but yeah, I just say I'm really glad you stopped at hair because when you said she's doing hair, I fully expected it oh, to wait. be ended with a win. And I was like, whoa, that just took a dark Her- turn. Heroin. <laughs> oh, heroin. Yeah, she seems like she's killing it with the black tar, man. She's having a good time. <laughs> living her best life. She's flying hot. She's living her best life. She's doing black tar heroin. <laughs> My number three is being underprepared for a podcast. Because no, it's not. 
Um, like I, like I said, <laughs> okay, yeah. mine are like I was um, like because these two have brought a lot of heat, and I was they like, they, they got me beat. <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of hoping that you'd be better than me. So I'm like kind of that middle, but then like it ends in a high note. So I'm sorry if that's not the case. But like I said, mine I I kind of repress those memories. So mine are more of exa- general examples. So my number three is stage forgetfulness, and I, I have a couple examples for this. But the one that really popped in my mind back I I was went to a, a Baptist church. Like my first church was a, a Baptist church in Metro Detroit area, and all Baptist churches have this Christmas play, and of course you know I think. Oh, I'm going to be the lead and everything and get this. No, you know, I was like six or seven. So I was first, second grade. Go up there. I get like one line. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this line, go through. And I'm just like so ready for this line. Then the day of the play comes, it goes there. And it was supposed to be like, oh, this is what I I think, blah, 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 blah. And we're sitting there at this table because it's supposed to be like a family meal. And my line comes and I just, my AD, my AD, she kicked in. So I didn't know it was me. And I, everyone just, just like looking at me like, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Trying to get the line out of me. I'm just like, uh, uh, I don't know what I think. And oh I just like flush red. <laughs> and, and like the audience laughs because they know that like I messed up and everything. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, that did not deter me from deter me from doing theater. I did a couple musicals in middle school and high school. Did not forget my lines, so I learned from that. But also on the other side, just kind of add in here: when you're on the stage with the people and someone else forgets the, forgets theirs line, it can also be just as awkward. So a lot of Greek life, they'll have like different activities, and there's this sorority called Kayo in college, and they do like this talent show, basically a variety show where you like make songs and usually you put in like uh kai um Omega like references in there and we're doing a cover of oh what's the last name ever first name greatest that drake song and i i you know being the one kid from metro detroit like you can do the rap part but someone was supposed to do like the <laughs> intro and so the, the we start playing it and the guy forgets his lines so i'm just like uh oh. Oh. so it's like because then i know i'm next so i'm like people gonna be like oh he forgot his line so it was, it's not quite as awkward but then it's just still like oh. the oh you know people are gonna think i did this i went and i killed it though so you know that's all that mattered yeah <laughs> nice good being on stage and with somebody else who's forgotten their lines is so uncomfortable because they'll freeze up and then they don't know what to say and then you have to awkwardly try to salvage the situation mm-hmm. which can go well or look you know like you're the one that's messing things up it just like it puts both parties on stage in such an awkward uncomfortable position i can't imagine dude. yeah good thing it turned out looking like the scene from eight mile you know i was crowd <laughs> going except i was the guy that lost so it's <laughs> my number three i've never uh i've never done any plays but i've done, done done more than my share of playing music on stage and i definitely get what both of you are saying because there was a time we were playing and the song wasn't even complicated, but like everybody was supposed to hit the last note on four. Right. So it's like one, two, three. Everybody hits that last note and uh, we get there and I've messed this thing up so many times while practicing that I was like super focused in. I count one, two, and then everybody hits it on three and me and the bass player both looking at each other and then like practice kicked in and we both hit our note on four and then everybody looked at us and i was like no 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 that was you guys <laughs> like i get that there's more of you than me but i can count to four that was not, like it was horrible and then there was one time we, i was i was singing a hymn uh like i was lead vocals for this song and i'm I'm visually impaired, so I can't read off a sheet. So I literally will memorize every single song we do. And uh, we got out of this instrumental and I just completely drew a blank on the entire last verse. And I just turned to the other guy with a, 
with a microphone and just started giving him this super hard look like, dude, I'm going to hold this cord until you realize that I'm looking at you and I don't remember the words. And we must have gone 16 beats just holding an E chord oh. before he was like, oh, oh, I see what's going on now. <laughs> then like finished the song. But it was, oh, it was so oh. uncomfortable. Well, that's that's some good deflection because everyone thinks it's going to be that guy's fault because you were looking at him. That's that's smart right there. <laughs> right. I was always, <laughs> that was always my move. Whenever I did mess up, I would usually just glance at the bass player subtly and just like try and like so if anyone looked at me they'd be like oh the bass player messed up and it made him sound bad so in the instance where you and like half the band started on different beats is it hard for you guys to like get realigned and be like on the same notes or were you guys was the whole song off because like they were a beat ahead of you guys yeah so luckily that was that was the end of the song so we were all supposed to hit the last note in unison so it was just like it just ended super awkward because it was like <laughs> You know, and instead of just being one big crescendo, it was just it was all like staggered. But when that happens, it is it's not too hard as long as you know what you're doing, because basically the person as long as you know, you're the one who's off. You just stop for a minute or you find the root note and just kind of play that. So you blend in and then hop back in on the next change. So you learn to pick it up pretty quick. But it is a horrible feeling if you don't. There was one time we were playing. And the the dude on keyboard, the song started on keys. Guy was singing, playing keys. Uh, it was electronic keyboard, and he had transposed up a couple couple notes. And so, like, he was playing a C chord on the piano, but it would the digitally it just changed it to an, an E or whatever. And so he starts playing, and everyone's sitting there waiting to come in, and we're all going, something's off. And then the first guy who's supposed to come in hits his note, and we were all like, <gasps> we know the problem. And so all of us just like turn the volume on our instruments down and hold our ears to them and start just desperately playing a bunch of chords until we found what key oh. it was in. Oh. And I, like I hit oh it first, God. and so I'm like signing to everyone behind the piano player's back. I'm like, it's in G. It's in G now. <laughs> and like, oh, this, this is rough. This is during a live performance. You guys are just literally on out. stage, tons of people looking at you, and all of us are just desperately just like, oh, I can find this, I can find this, I can find this. Um, yeah, we got, we got, it was the last song of the church service too. So we finished up and the keyboard is just turned around and he goes, guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like he, he was like, I knew right away, but I couldn't stop. <laughs> At least you have that musical knowledge, like how to transpose. I never learned how to transpose. So I would just be like, all right, I'll just fake strum. Like it's Freaky Friday, you know, <laughs> right. Just going <laughs> to unplug the guitar. And- <laughs> what a good pull. Uh, so my number three was I had just come home from 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 camp. I had just finished camping youth week and I had been counseling juniors the week before that. So it was a two week run. And I met this I met this girl while I was counseling and we hit it off. And it's like, oh, hey, this might be something might be something. And then like I was so excited because youth week is apparently the one week where you're allowed to have phones because it's like you're all adults. We're not going to try and take your phones from you. And so the whole week I was trying to balance like I want to be present. I want to be having a good time at camp. but I really want to be texting this new girl. Uh, and so like we're chatting and like I'm trying. I did it. I think I did a pretty good job balancing both because I had a great time at camp, but also, you know, had a good time like getting to know this girl. And so I'm like, I'm talking to people asking advice. I'm like, hey, do you think I should go for this? Do you think this is a good idea? You know, I'm trying to find people who are wiser than me, who know us both and get some advice. And like, I get to the end of the week and I walk away with both. I'm like, I think I think this relationship might 
have some legs. I think I'm going to go for it. And uh, I talked to some other people. They agreed. I talked to her older sister who was on staff and she was like, dude, absolutely. You guys should go for this. And so I was like, hey, I text her. I was like, hey, you want to maybe like Skype or something uh, when I get home from camp? And she was like, yeah, totally. Um, and so I'm working myself up the entire drive back from camp. Like, OK, how how am I going to tell this girl I'm interested in you? Like, how, how is this conversation going to go? And so I am just so hyper focused and like I sit down at home I download Skype for the first time in my life I get we finally get this thing running there's the whole awkwardness of just trying to get Skype up and going and then we finally get through like the awkwardness of the beginning of a Skype conversation where it's just like oh hey it's like a phone call but we can see each other (laughs) Um, and like things are finally going smooth and I'm like I'm gonna go hang it on the couch so I get up and I walk out of my bedroom And as I turn to go down the stairs, my dad is coming out of the bathroom. He just took a shower. He's in a towel and he runs up to the like, looks in the webcam. He doesn't know who it is, flexes super hard and just goes, I'm so buff. And that just goes into his room. And I was just like, how do you tell a girl you like her after this? And I think I got there. But like my entire world just got derailed for a minute. I am not surprised at all. <laughs> no, it's oh so on brand for him. Oh my I don't think he realized a 17 year old girl was on the other side of the, the webcam or he definitely wouldn't have done that. He just figured it was Dylan or somebody. <laughs> that was a rough one. Yeah, well, I, I had the story in. Did but she, you were, recovered, were right? Feelings if reciprocated? I, yeah, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah no, we dated for like a year and a half after that. So it was all good. But uh, I mean, that probably helped your chances. Let's be honest here. That's like, that's true. She was like, oh, he's yeah. going to grow up to be a, so buff. So <laughs> exactly. This is what she has to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't remember you being on your phone a lot that first uh, youth week. So or second youth week. So I think you, you passed that well. Yeah, I worked very, very hard to have a good balance on that. I'm also pretty decent at subtle texting, especially for a blind guy. All right. My next up. Yes, sir. OK, so I actually have a theater story just like Rob. Woo woo. Because I did theater all throughout high school and then did community theater for the years following. Quick question. Yes. How did that play into trying to convince people you weren't gay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There were a lot of factors. It was not just me shouting my Gusta Chicos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people had every reason to believe I was gay. I was close with all these women that I was friend zoned. I was doing musical theater on the regular. I, I get it. Uh, the, the all his guy, there. all his guy friends call him Hot Kyle for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was in musical theater. <laughs> this time I was, I was probably about 19, 19 or 20 at this time, and I was. Kaniki in Greece. And this is a, a real name. My, my buddy Connor was in the show as well. One of the funniest guys I know. And there's this scene where the girls have a scene with the curtain closed and the curtain opens up and all the... Are you guys familiar with Greece, the play? Or I, sorry, the movie at least? I am not. It just says John Travolta. That's all I know. There's I, a sweater. A girl wears a sweater and there's a car. Yeah, Jam. You guys haven't watched Greece? You yeah. guys never watched Greece before? Uh, nope. Jer- Jeremy Jam sings the... The girl part in the song. That's all I know. Wait, what? And what is that? Remember in, in Parks and yeah, Rec, uh, Leslie oh, is trying to I befriend thought... J- Jam. To, Jeremy Jam is the councilman. And she's like, oh, I'll sing the girl part in this Grease for karaoke. And he's like, no, I sing the girl part. And like throws Leslie Nope the leather jacket. <laughs> I do remember that. I thought you were talking about the YouTube movie critic for a minute. I was like, what? 
So uh, I, I think well, it's safe to I say no. Most of us aren't, aren't familiar with Lucian. Yeah, have you seen it? You sound like you sound like I like I love Threes. Threes is good. I love the chicks of cream. It's my favorite. <laughs> Thank you, Lucian, for being oh, yeah. cultured in this moment. I try and potentially I try to gay. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> John Devolta, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Oh, so the curtain opens up and in the show, you've got a bunch of guys who are, you know, the guys who are the leather jackets are the T-Birds and all the ladies are the pink ladies. Uh, so the curtain opens up and the line in the script is for Connor and he's supposed to say, he's supposed to start making fun of the girls because they're cheerleaders and he's supposed to say, do a split, give a yell, shake a tit for old Rydell. And then we all do like a mock cheerleading dance. We ended up changing like the line when we performed it to... Do a split, give a yell, shake your butt for old Rydell. Just to, you know, make it a little more PG friendly. The show ran for a few weekends, but we had one. It was like a Monday morning show. It was the weirdest thing. Like we, they brought in elementary school kids as like a field trip to come see us perform Grease. And so it was like a Monday morning show. We're doing the show at like 10 a.m. Curtains closed. The girls, the cheerleader, the girls are doing their cheerleader scene in front of the curtain, like at the moment. So us guys are just like screwing around behind the curtain, messing with each other. And Connor comes out with his fake pom-pom in his zipper, in his pants. And like, and he comes out and he's just like <laughs> shaking his hips at us. And I walk right up and just grab it. Like, and, and we're just like causing, we're doing all these like classic, like boy shenanigans, just laughing at each other. And Curtain starts opening up as we're like Michigan shenanigans. I mean, Connor still has the pom pom sticking through his fly, and we all panic and we're like, you know, whipping out, uh, pulling these pom poms out of inappropriate places, and we jump into the positions we're supposed to be in, and the curtain fully opens up, lights are on us, and and we're all like, we're all like holding our breath, like, okay, that was really close. And Connor's supposed to say his line, and and we all look at Connor, and Connor like he's like he's frozen, he he's forgotten. What he's supposed to say and all of a sudden it kicks in he's like oh you could see the realization that he's supposed to go and so he's like duh duh do a split and everybody says yeah do a split uh shake uh uh and, and he looks at me and he's like he's notioning with his hand in front of everybody like come on get, give me something and i'm like in character as kaniki i'm like a tit like i don't know what <laughs> came out of me it was just like what what came to mind? Like I, I don't understand, but in fully in character, I was just like huh. I like shrugged. I was like huh. a tit, and his eyes go wide. We are surrounded by elementary school kids. <laughs> like you're a pin drop in that theater as he slowly turns, knowing that the whole thing's completely like biffed, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, guys, shake a tit." <laughs> <laughs> and the music just starts and we do our routine and it would like uh, we, we completely we were like laughing the whole time throughout the routine it actually added to the rest of the scene but like dead silence in this theater full of these like 10 year old you know these young kids and i'm like mic'd up a tit <laughs> That, that was my biggest like on stage blunder, but I, I will forever blame him because I was not supposed to talk at all. Like he's the one who teed me up. Did your director say anything oh, many, after? It's funny because the director wasn't there for that show. Ooh. He had like a job he had to be at and we were all like, do not tell, do not tell Greg. Like Greg cannot find out about this. And the youngest kid in our cast, who was one of the the T birds, he was like, his name was John. He, was, I mean, I was nineteen. This kid must have been like thirteen. And uh, and he he told Greg, like he shouted it first time. Like as soon as he saw Greg again, Greg, you wouldn't believe what Kyle Goddard did. They uh, <laughs> shake a tit at the school show. Like he ratted us out immediately. And like Greg had to sit us down. He wasn't even like. 
mad because he like we we all knew that we messed up. <laughs> like he didn't need to tell us we messed up. It was one of those talks where he's like, for real, like, come on, you couldn't have done any better. One of those, like, you know what you did. You can put yourself through it. And, and we did. And we did. We, but like, that's my favorite, like on stage mess up oh that, that I've ever like, occurred. And, How many you know, like second graders do you think went home and were like, Hey mom, what's a tit? That would have been me. <laughs> I just, I really think without context, like the way that flows, shake up, uh, and I'm like a tit, like that's just a weird scene to watch. <laughs> yeah, shake a tit, like that's for parents, for kids. It's just, it's uncomfortable for everybody involved. Did you get any reaction? Like what it looked like? What anybody, what did it look like for people when, when you said that? We didn't, I mean, because it was like, it was a- <laughs> because it was a field trip, we knew nobody in the audience. So they, they, you know, for normal shows, you get to talk to everybody afterward and kind of like ask for feedback. We didn't know any of these people. We didn't even do like after show, you know, pictures and stuff. They just left. So all I know is that it was dead silent. It was so quiet in that theater and like a tit just like echoed throughout the crowd. I could see the teachers like holding it in, like laughing. Oh my gosh. I'm sure at least one of them. <laughs> Especially, I'm hoping they could, at least somebody could tell that we did not, like, that this was not how it was supposed to go down and that we were just freaking out and improvising. This is what happens when 19 year old boys have to come up with something on the fly. <laughs> Shake a tit. Shake a tit. That should have been your biography. <laughs> Shake a tit. Hot Kyle. Shake a tit. Shake a tit. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be stuck in my head. I'm gonna be like a damn parrot. Um, dick. All right. Dick. So is it my, it's my turn, right? Is that gonna be one of your yeah. times yelling dick at the Mike's parents' house? That, that was gonna be my honorable mention for sure. Get away from that. Story. about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little parrot. Just a preference. I'm a good guy. You know, I, I oh was, no! <laughs> I already love this story. <laughs> yeah, man. I couldn't think of anything else other than that. I, I am not a dirty dude. I respect women. You I just have to know it, big dog. <laughs> I just I have laps of sometimes, and I think that's fair to say for everybody. So when I started dating my wife, I was a little rusty. I kind of had to be a boyfriend in a sense. Uh, the last relationship that I was in was high school, and so I didn't really have any like adult dating experiences and so this was like kind of my first go at it in a long time. And safe to say I've made some mistakes. So growing up, I was taught me thinking this is how I thought relationships that when you when you're dating somebody that you love you don't need to have a filter that you could just say whatever is on your mind and that person love you no matter what I am here to say for a uh, a young man you have to have a filter in any relationship I've been married for five years <laughs> and I still have a strong filter on what I say and what I think you know maybe you think a lot cleaner than I do uh, I do not. So here's a story of me not having a filter. So Christian and I were dating about four months in, and I think this was around the second time I saw Christian's family. Christian's mom has very strong genes. Christian's siblings look just like her. So I, I don't see her dad. I don't see her dad in any of the siblings. They all look like Christian's mom. Uh, and so after we hang out with Christian's family, I decide to tell Christian that her mom is hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, again, uh, I'm not a dirty dude. It's not what you're thinking. I'm not trying to have sex with Christian's mom. All I'm trying to say is that there was some advice that I was given is that when you're looking for a wife to not judge her by what she looks like, 
we, it's so funny that we talked about this already, but to judge what her parents <laughs> or what her mom might look like, <laughs> and then you'll have a general idea what your, your soon-to-be wife will look like in the future. If her mom is good-looking, most likely she will be good-looking at the age of 40. You guys get what I'm saying? Am mm-hmm. I am I wrong? I've heard that. I've heard the same this? thing. Yeah, I know. It's it's super common advice. It, <laughs> you just it's took super, it in okay. a direction, man. So so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know um, if I would I would like use the term "don't judge her looks, judge her mom's looks" instead. But but I understand the message you're going for, girl. Your mom again? Yes. I, <laughs> again, it is a very. I will it's very be you when you're 45. <laughs> It is, it is overall a shallow thing, and I, I think I've grown so much since then. But yes, a very <laughs> shallow compliment. But honestly, it was the most thoughtful, thoughtful compliment that I thought I could give my my girlfriend at the time. That like, hey, don't worry about aging, because I'm gonna want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to delete that, Robert. I'm sorry. Uh, and so I, coming up to the room, I said that to her, thinking that we were going to have a beautiful moment. <laughs> and and it, and she just looked at me like I was like an idiot. And she was like, what did you say? And that's when I felt it in my gut. And that's when I knew I might be single again. <laughs> so um, I don't remember what happened after that. It's kind of hazy. I think we talked it out. I think I tried to explain <laughs> to her what was what was at my heart and what was going on. But it's, at one point, it just feels like you're digging yourself a bigger hole. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you kind of just have to pop the bullet and just be like, I'm sorry. I said something stupid. I don't want to have sex with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> We've all uh, been there. Please, please forgive me. And yeah. So uh got married still, so it worked out. I was going to say, at least it's a happy <laughs> ending of this story. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not, a, it's not as bad as sending an email to a girl. Actually, yeah. I, I made some decisions and figured it out. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for your number one because I could never top that story in a million years. And I'm just glad Rob Uh, has to go third. Well, you're going to have to go through my stinkers first. And with that, I will lead into my number two. So picture this. You're, you're, you know, a teenager, young adult. You're still at the age where you'll go to friends' houses and, you know, stay the night and everything. And, you you know, being a teenager, you probably went and had some Taco Bell or some fast food, something that's really just going to, you know, sit in your gut and just eat away. And, you know, as you do, nature calls and you go and use the bathroom and you just you poop out a cinder block or something, something crazy. <laughs> and you go, you go to flush and you, you don't hear that water go all the way down. Ooh. And you look to the side and there is no plunger in their room. <gasps> And like in the bathroom what? and this, this happened to me multiple times, but like just that feeling and then having the walk of shame to go, especially if like your friend's not around and like the first person you find is like the mom or the parent. And you're just like, uh, Hey, <laughs> where's your plunger? And just, that is one of the worst, most embarrassing <laughs> feelings ever. Be like, yeah, I just clogged up your toilet and I don't know why you don't have this there, but I need it. Uh, it just sucks. <laughs> it's happened to me a handful <laughs> of times. I, I, I uh, yeah. Yeah, how often are you dropping cinder blocks in guest houses? Well, thankfully, I, I think since I was, you know, a teenager, toilets have gotten better. Because I just, you know, I, I don't even remember the last time I've had a clo- clogged toilet. So I think technology has finally gotten to a, a point where my bowels are, you know, can be handled. But it's just that, you know, that, that fast food and all that. It gets you. You ever heard of the, the turd cutter? You just got to you got to cut it. Get a Ew. get a poop knife. What's hell? No, what like is this? your prison pocket, your prison pocket, you turd cutter. You never See, heard of a turd cutter? I just, you know, I, oh. lear- I learned a, a safety. You give it the safety <laughs> turd twice. And um, are you telling neither me, the people to use it look like me. Lucian, are you suggesting you seal the sphincter to you just break off, off the... You know? 
You just yeah, you, yeah. Am I the only one that has this ability, or am I a superhero? I would just no, I, I would just give a safety just, flush. That's just me. Yeah. I also I just I know that leads to a bigger mess that I will also have to you know deal with momentarily. Yeah, I don't want to be wiping for mm. you know fifteen minutes. Exactly. The TP sometimes, can be just as bad as the cinder block. Sometimes it's like a brown marker, man. At some point, you just gotta recap <laughs> it and just call it a day. <laughs> 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 you just gotta cut your losses and live with what's there. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when when I moved into this apartment, me and my roommate just never got around to buying a plunger. And I was hanging out with my buddy Cody, who <laughs> might be on the pod someday. He might never speak to me again after I tell this story on air, so we'll see. But we were hanging out and he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, Hey man, where's your plunger? And I was like, Oh crap, dude, we don't we don't have one. And he was like why don't you have a plunger? I was like, well, you see, we've never needed one until now, actually. Um, just hasn't been an issue. And he, tr- we tried, we looked up a bunch of things to try and like, like work around it. Nothing happened. He was like, fine, we'll go to Walmart. And I'll buy you a plunger. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. That works. And so we go to Walmart and as we're walking in, uh, these two baristas from the local Starbucks that we knew are walking out and we, we run into them and we're chatting for a little bit. Cody is trying everything in his power to be like hey you guys want to come over and hang out oh my god and i am doing everything i can to just like block him left and right i'm like nope no this isn't happening this isn't happening and like i don't know if they could tell or not but there was just this game of cat and mouse going on where i was just like constantly trying to get like one step ahead of him and so we we finally say bye they leave we take a couple steps and he's like dude what the heck why didn't you like why weren't you backing me up i was like Cody, why are we here? <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> you lost a side of the mission, man. What are you doing? My dude was trying to invite chicks over to a house with a very clogged toilet. And I was just like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, not. That's much that entire car ride over. You, you've got, oh, I guess they wouldn't be riding with you. So never mind. Never mind. No, but Just they would be leaving. First, so they're either going to get there and like use the spare key to get in and potentially discover the situation. <laughs> or we're gonna have to, they're going to be waiting for us and we're going to have to find a way to sneak the plunger past them. I was like, we are not doing this, dude. <laughs> I mean. People poop, man. That kind of just yeah. is what it is. Oh, no, I get it. But like, and now I'm not like so bothered by it. But like, especially like when I was a, a like a teenager, like especially if you saw like the parent and you had to ask, I don't know, just like the most shame. Ever. No, that'd be uncomfortable. And I did find yeah, out though be. from a one of my family members. He was a, a plumber for a while there. If you have a removable shower hose. You can just take it off, put it in hot water until it fills up, let it drain, keep on going. It'll break up the poop right away. There you go. If you don't, are you, Robert, are you taking a shower right now? Hey, why does it smell hey, like poop? Uh, one minute, mom. <laughs> uh, what are we on two? Yep. When I was in, I want to say junior year. It might have been ju- senior year, but it was, it was either junior or senior year at high school. I get a call from my good buddy Dylan. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to come to a pool party at Kyle's house? Oh, my yes. God. I know where this is going. Kyle. And I was like, yeah, sounds like a great time. Uh, because Kyle, uh, his parents still live in this house that is right down the street from where Dylan's parents used to live when we were in high school. And so I go over there and there's a bunch of people hanging out. At, technically, it was at Emily's house. She was right across the street from Dylan. And it was kind of just interchangeable. When you went to hang out with Dylan, there was a decent chance we were all over at Mr. B's. So we're hanging out and we're waiting. And finally, I'm like, all right why are we waiting to go to this thing? And he was like, well, Kyle's not there yet. Now, this is the point where I make an assumption. <laughs> and I know you're not supposed to make assumptions, 
but this one felt pretty reasonable. And the assumption was if somebody invites you to a pool party, there is a pool party. Apparently that's not a safe assumption, but I'm (laughs) like, look guys, if Kyle already invited us, why don't we just go hop in the pool? And then when he gets there, no big deal. Him and his people will hop in the pool too. We'll all have a good time. And Dylan's like, hey, that makes sense. And so we get to the pool and we hop the fence and we're all having a good time. And I'm assuming Dylan couldn't answer his phone because, the uh, because you know, we were in the pool and he didn't hear it ringing. So the way I remembered, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle comes storming into the backyard and he's like, what are you guys doing? Because, uh, again, there was no pool party. <laughs> Dylan just invited people over with the intent of then trying to get Kyle to throw a pool party because there were already guests. Yeah, so and his my- sister was home alone and what, like 11? Yeah, she was young. Exactly. Right around 11. And so, like, did she call the cops? I feel like she called no, the cops. She just called my mother, like, like bawling, like tears flowing down her face because all these strange oh. men had broken into the backyard and were just using our pool. Like, she didn't recognize anybody. She was, like, peeking one eye, like, out the window, like, in the fetal position on the ground, sobbing, just, like, calling my mom over and over again because she had no idea what to do. And she wanted to call the police. And I, I know what's going on. Like I'm with, I'm with my mom and she's like, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Dylan. Like I know exactly what's happening. So I'm trying to call him and I'm getting no answer because he's in the pool. So Zoe had like a near, like she was like having a panic attack inside the house while you guys were just like having a ball in our pool thinking nobody was home. (laughs) Yeah. And naturally because we were high schoolers, Kyle comes out, he's yelling at us and the blame all just, everybody just collectively shifts all the blame onto me. Well, my, it was my idea to just hop the fence. I was like, I, there's no time to explain in the heat of the moment. Well, I was invited to a pool party. Therefore, I assumed there was a pool party. <laughs> Horrible moment to just like, I was just like, oh, cool. I get to be responsible apparently for just destroying this poor girl's evening and breaking and entering into this house. Yeah, it was it was a horrible moment. Well, exactly, because the whole thing shifted from using the pool to being like, wow, you you did this to my sister. You made my sister feel this way. Like it wasn't even about the pool anymore. And you didn't have any idea. But at yeah, the time, no. we're like consoling my sister who thought you guys were all going to break in and murder her. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like the pool. exactly like she was convinced that she was gonna die like she, she was 11 and just like panicking like crazy hey new and movie it was idea. all mike's fault the pool party the pool <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh when the crazy thing is so i now work for kyle's mom yeah and uh this uh, this halloween this one that just passed she was like hey what are your halloween plans i was like nothing my my daughter's with her with my in-laws for like a week i got nothing to do and i was trying to be like this is such a wonderful thing i'm gonna spend a tuesday with my feet up doing nothing and she took that to be like oh he has no plan so she was like hey do you want to come over and and have chili and pass out candy with us and i was like you know what yeah sounds great and it was a ball but being back in that house super weird for me man like (laughs) like the last time i was in this house i was getting chewed a new one for something that really wasn't my fault did you did you tell her the story oh yeah that uh, i told her that story 
well before I was invited into the home. I was like, we were like three weeks in. I was like, hey, do you remember when this happened? Yeah, funny story. <laughs> yeah, she'll never uh, forget it. It was one of those like iconic family memories that will haunt you forever. Yeah. I think she understood though. Like when I told her the story this time, she was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. She she gets it nowadays, but knowing my sister, there will always be this part of her <laughs> that will that, like that will slightly hang on to the feelings she had and like hold that against you. Like you guys are good now. You guys are homies now, but she she will never forget what you put her through. Yeah, now, now she can never live in a house with a pool. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, All right, man. Going, Mike. She like sees water and freaks out. <laughs> All right, number ones. Okay. For my number one story, and this is actually one of my favorite stories to tell. I, I This one is hilarious, <laughs> no matter which way you cut it. Even at the time, I was aware of how like hilariously embarrassing this was. And this is, I'm like age 24 in this story. So I have like gotten past all my awkward high school years. I, I'm dating women now. That's a big step. And, uh, <laughs> and, and really like I... I'm not one to get embarrassed. Like if anything, some, like if anything embarrassing happens, I'm the first to be like, oh, this is hilarious. We can all laugh at it together. Uh, this was, I was age 24 and me, uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to use names. My girlfriend, Morgan, my sister, Zoe, and her it boyfriend, Jake. doesn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We're going to a party to meet my friend Austin's new girlfriend, Kelsey. It is the first time we are meeting her and it is a party at her house. And so we like we're Austin's entourage and we're showing up, you know, we're showing up on our own, but everybody else there are people we don't know. We have to go out there and like make an impression. And so, but which is something we can handle. We're good at like rolling into a party where we know nobody and and making friends. So we pre-games, then we're driving, blasting music on the way there. I've got two, like we, we parked the car. Uh, we're supposed to enter, like we're supposed to go around through the back door and enter through the back. Everybody's right by my side. I've got two cases of beer in my hands and we're walking around the massive house. They, they had this like practical mansion and it was this long walk to go down this big hill. They had a, a pool in the backyard that had all these like rock structures coming out of it. It was actually pretty magnificent. But so we're like, where we do this long walk and on the way, I'm kind of like, I'm getting in my zone. I don't know if you guys do that. Like before a big social situation, sometimes I'll just like, all right, get in the right headspace to be ready to talk to a bunch of brand new people for the first time. And I've got a case of beer in each hand and I'm walking up to the back door. It's a glass like sliding door and, and it's already wide open. And I'm like, sweet. All right, let's just walk in. Let's do this thing. Let's let's, let's get this going. And and I start, I, I'm, I'm walking and I'm about to walk through the door and I... Do not even recognize that this glass sliding door is closed until I slam headfirst into it, like full body, face first, head followed, <laughs> then two cases of beer following that. There is the loudest slam you've ever heard. And everybody like inside stops and turns and looks. And the glass sliding door falls off of its hinges. And Ooh. in dramatic slow motion, uh, after I mean, we've already gotten everyone's attention because they've seen me slam into this thing, and it slowly just uh, boom and falls in front of everybody. And I swear it was like uh, like record scratch. You're like cliche. Everybody in the room like stopped what they were doing and, and just stared at me. And I'm standing there like eyes wide, two cases of beer in my hand, and I turn and look back for support from. Uh, Morgan, my sister and her boyfriend, and they're gone. They literally, they dipped, they ran, <laughs> they disappeared <laughs> and they're gone. And I, I look back and I'm like, come on, like recover, say something. And I'm literally just like, 
Kind of hard to come back from that, huh? <laughs> and nobody <laughs> found it funny. Nobody even smiled. <laughs> Austin came over and had to fix the door. <laughs> and and like, but like, I, I got into the party, and the whole rest of the night, I, I was I was meeting people left and right. Everybody knew who I was because of me slamming into the door. Like, there was no need for introductions. They were like, "Oh, you were the guy who knocked the door off, right?" Oh yeah, you were the guy who walked into the door. You were like everybody in the party knew who I was uh, before I even get to talk to him because I walked face first into his glass door. Oh my gosh! So the glass and, uh, didn't like shatter or anything. It landed. No, luckily least, glass okay. didn't shatter. Oh, okay, it was just this okay. whole like fifteen-minute oh, endeavor. Well. Where where Austin's like trying to impress his girlfriend by fixing this door, and then Morgan and Zoe and Jake walk up, and they're like, "Oh, that's crazy! What happened?" They, like, it was my girlfriend's idea. But I asked her, I was like, "Where did you go?" And she's like, "Oh, I saw what happened." And she's like, "And I, I turned and I pushed them away. Like we ran. We were not going to be associated with that. Not a business decision. <laughs> exactly. She's like, it's our first impression. She's like, you are that is not going to like represent all of us. And I'm like, all right, low key, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like a bunch of new friends. I get it. You did what you had to do. All right. Uh, okay. So my number one also has to do with Christian, but it, mostly with Christian's family. So who did you call I, hot I this know. time? Oh my Your god, dad. the dad. Except no. he did meth though. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> you said Megusta. Papa, I don't know. Black tar hair. Megusta Padres. <laughs> My gusta madres uh, y padres. So this is the most recent time I've ever been embarrassed. And so uh, Christian has a pretty big family. When uh, If you would have went to our wedding, I think it was like 90% her family and like 10% my family. It, she just has a huge, big Kentucky family. Um, and so and they like, all like to get together and hang out sometimes for Christmas or stuff like that. I usually find my way around my brother-in-law and then we just like talk. It's like my he's one of my favorite people to talk to in the family. And so we kind of just like kind of just hit it off. And so peanut butter got involved. And I don't remember how I, I can't remember. But I have this really John, ridiculous. Did you say peanut butter got involved? Yeah, as in like a top. Nice. Not oh. like. Oh. Not okay. like. <laughs> start rubbing it on each other. As a, oh, yeah. yeah it's skin. As a, I'm We're so talking, sorry. and I just can't stop chewing this peanut butter. <laughs> Making the gum so sound. The topic but... peanut butter. The topic peanut butter got involved. And I have this disgusting joke about peanut butter. Um, <laughs> no. And And like when it. It, I can't explain it. When words or like when something comes up in my brain, I I have to let it out. Like it's it's like I I, I run it over my head over and over and over again, and and I, it's just like it it just blurted out. And so uh, I thought the only person that was near me was the brother. So I tell this absolutely disgusting. I I I, I wish I never said it. A joke uh, to the brother. He gets a really disgusting face on his face. <laughs> and in my head, I was thinking, dude, we've joked like this before. I don't understand why are you looking like this? And then I turn around and it's Christian's mom uh, heard the the joke. And my nuts jump into my stomach. <laughs> and I, and I, I just don't know. I just don't know what to do because like, I've never, I've, when I'm around Christian's family, I've, I'm a very kind and I'm not, like, I, I'm not generally, but like, I know my place, right. I'm, I'm the in-law. 
I, I, I'm the helpful guy. I'm the guy that just does the dishes. You know, <laughs> when there's a fight, in, when the, there's a fight in the family, I like try to help it out or I stay away. You know, like I am just a yeah. very, I just try to be the most thoughtful person. And so that was really out of character to me to talk about this disgusting peanut butter joke. So she hears it. And the first thing she says is, oh my gosh, Lucian, ew. And then like a telegram going through the warp. Everybody wants to know what the hell I said. And the whole family, the whole big Kentucky family starts surrounding me, it feels like. And they want to know what was the joke. And my mother-in-law shared it. And and, and she was, was like, like Lucian and, asked, what's the difference between peanut butter? Oh, no, never mind. that's jelly jam. jam. I'm so sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. What's the difference? Yeah. You're gonna have to tell us this joke after the podcast, though. I'm so no, curious. Yeah. You gotta tell us yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The story means nothing if we don't get to hear the joke. I, I can't. There's. I can tell you afterwards, but it cannot be out here. We can just bleep I, it. Or, I got. There's the yeah, yeah. We can anything. You would have to bleep the whole thing. I mean, yeah, yeah I can hear it now. I can just do the long. You just have to bleep the punchline. I mean, and honestly, you, it's not much of a joke. I mean, it's it's just like a scenario. It's just putting. <laughs> oh, the American That's Pie. Well, yeah, like American Pie. So it's not, it's actually not as big as it is, but it's absolutely disgusting. The way that I wanted to share the story made it seem like bigger than it actually is. Yeah. How but, did you uh, say this to the family? <laughs> um, you, like, did well, it involve a punchline so, or are you just like, oh, I saw it? Ew. I, oh, no, we were talking about peanut butter and I was that like, worse. and I think I was like, dude, I could go for some peanut butter right now and I could really. <laughs> Something of that sort. <laughs> so back to the story. So this family surrounds me. I feel surrounded by all these white people. And they're so interested in figuring out what I said. And then Krisha's mom, I feel like, acts it out. She just like, she she shares to everybody what I said. And I, I felt like Cersei's atonement of walk or walk of atonement. Shame. Do you guys shame. know what I'm talking about? Oh, shame. Oh, yeah. I... I just, I, I, I never felt more shame. I, I don't think in my entire life to, to know that this guy wants his, wants his peanut butter situation to go on. Uh, and uh, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, they, they said, ew, Lucian, and they kind of just walked off and then I was just left there empty. Yeah. Also like there's a, a, a known murderer in the family. So, Dang. I mean, <laughs> I take it back, uh, Rob. You got that joke? <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah, his name is Wonderful People. He actually passed away recently. His name was Crazy Carl, and I was never mind. Crazy Carl. Uh, everybody called him Crazy Carl. He had oh tattoos, rode a bike to his classic. face. To his face. Everybody called him. Yeah, everybody called him Crazy Carl. How many teeth did he have? Um, I honestly never looked at him in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, what was his kill streak? <laughs> Uh, he murdered somebody in prison. Oh man! <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if that was a Call of Duty joke, or you honestly wanted to know more. Well, it was like no, no. Genuinely, it was like I mean, if you're, it's a <laughs> how many kills did you get in one life would be a kill streak. It was both. I was curious though, was it like <laughs> a serial killing or like what went down? Given no, yeah, prison. KD one and one. Yep. <laughs> one to one. It was also funny because he talked to me every time he talked to me though. He talked to me like a seventies. Like hips, like jive, jive turkey. You know what I'm talking about? Like, what's up, my brother, brother? How's it, how's it going? Going, go. You know what I'm saying? Like, a hip hop, a hippity hip hop, hop. <laughs> Don't stop. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Talk like the Purple Hill Gang. <laughs> Talk like the Purple Hill Gang. The only rap Mike will it. listen to. That's so, it's not technically true. 
just close. <laughs> okay, so my number one, I'm calling it Audible because this just came to my Ooh. my brain. It's not going to be quite as good. Uh, it's, it's not going to be in the same ballpark, I don't think, but I think it's going to be better than what I originally had. So uh, back in middle school, the youth group I went to, whenever like Halloween week would come around, that Halloween or that youth group, we would all dress up, you know, it'd be a big party and all that. So obviously, you know, you graduate and go to high school and uh, during this high school, like I, I just assumed that that would carry on. And I'm playing in the band. I'm in the, the worship group. So the, the week of Halloween, I show up in this full ghillie suit and the whole like band practice. I'm just there practicing. I'm like, Where, where's everyone's costumes and everything? And no one else dressed up. And I was the only one. So I was up there on stage playing guitar in a ghillie suit. So I thought everyone was going to dress up for Halloween. And it just nope. And the worst part is one, the girl that I liked at the time, I texted her like, oh, yeah, everyone's coming dressed up for Halloween. Thankfully, she did not show up. But yeah, I was uh, I was I was quite embarrassed that time because I was just like, what? What are you doing, man? That's you know, that's a classic. Was, that is a classic. But the crazy thing is, is that if I went to this thing and I just saw a guitar playing itself, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> they uh, so uh, that happened to me in high school for Wear a Tie Wednesday. Like nobody ever did that. They tried to make it a thing and everyone just like thought it was stupid. And so me and my friends started doing like wear a full suit and tie Wednesday. And it was just like it was one of those fun things. where It's like ah, I'm in high school and I'm doing something different and I'm not embarrassed by it. So it's funny. And then they all just decided they were like, hey, it'd be really hilarious to just not tell Mike that we're not doing it this week. And so I was the only kid in school in a suit and tie. But I was just like, you know, so you knew what Seth felt. Yeah, well, Seth did it on purpose. I that was one of the moments where I was like, I'm too tired to be embarrassed by this. I'm just gonna get through the day. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, I feel like it's a little. I get you a ghillie suit, and you know, like an actual formal suit that's supposed to make men look good. You know, I think it's a little bit of a difference there. You're not trying to play uh, how he loves in a ghillie suit. You know. (laughs) That's the one time you were okay with a lion unforeseen kiss. That was the cringiest worship joke I've ever made. (laughs) But we all love you for it. Oh, thank you. My my number one took place at camp in, uh, I want to say it was middle school classic. And it was, by this time, it was semi-common knowledge that I had a crush on this one girl. I denied it vehemently to anyone who wasn't in my inner circle, but every, everybody knew. And so there's that. Another important factor is we used to play this game called pepper football. I may have mentioned it on here, but essentially it was like, so paper football, uh, the, at least the way I learned how to play it is you fold up the triangle football and you slide it across the table. And your goal is to get part of the, the paper triangle to hang off the, the table without the whole thing toppling over. And that's how you, you score points. We used to play that with a pepper shaker. And so you'd slide the pepper shaker back and forth with the guy across from you. And if you got the pepper shaker to partially hang off the table without tipping over, the guy had to pour a line of pepper onto the table and snort it. Pepper I football. I remember this. I, I had to do this line of pepper. Got just like a huge flake. Like most of it would just shoot up your nose and it was awful and it was unpleasant for a minute. But there was like a weirdly big piece that got stuck right at the bottom of the edge of my nostril. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like crying. I'm like, why does this hurt so bad? It's burning. And finally I'm like, oh, okay. There's, there's a piece of pepper stuck legitimately like a millimeter into my nose. And so I just like put my finger up to the, the bridge of my nose or the middle of my nose and just flick it out. Took half a second. Well, the girl I had a crush on, one of her friends 
had a digital camera and just happened to be trailing it on our table and got a picture with my finger straight up resting against the bridge of my nose. So it looked like I had wound up and was half a second away from just being knuckle deep in there. And that freaking picture spread like she was passing the camera around. People with digital cameras were taking pictures of the original digital camera. It was awful. Everybody that week was like, you're the dude who picks his nose. And I was just like, can I could live with this, but can we not be saying this in front of the girl I have a crush on, please? And uh, obviously I couldn't say that out loud, but it was just, oh, it was terrible. Not, not a fun time. Uh, but it was her best friend's phone, right? It was a digital, it was pre-phone. It was digital camera. Yeah, yeah. So, but it was her best friend. It was one of her. Yeah, they, they were close. They were in the same Dude, cabin. I. That's rough because there's no chance after that because now you're no. that guy, right? And if she were to ever be interested in you, she would be dating that guy. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> that's a really tough it, one, buddy. It's no good. And the worst part was like it was the it was my first middle school crush. So like that that crush lingered till like halfway through eighth grade. That was all of middle school was having a crush on the girl who very quickly knew me as the nose pick guy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that never went anywhere. Not that it would have. I was in eighth grade. That lasted like I imagine those eighth grade relationships last, uh, you know, a month. You didn't get the, at best. Yeah, that you didn't long. look up her email on the email list they used to hand out. Oh, I'm sure I did, but I never had the balls to email her. That's so, did that you was so know her as an adult? Yeah, right. It was a little weird. So, Kyle, at the end of the week for camp, they would print off these the basically like a phone book for everybody. They'd have their phone numbers and emails and hand them out to every kid so you could stay in contact. And looking back, like that is just so weird. That's like, oh yeah, I here's s- just the information for people. Even if you don't want them I'm, to have it. I mean, the camp was good vibes overall, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I mean, the camp was fine. It's just, you know, being an adult looking back, just like, uh. I, but like, what? As we know from Lucian's story, you can receive an email and then just never talk to them again. So it's not right. like it's putting anybody else in this position. Ooh, oh, yikes. Too soon. <laughs> yikes. Did you know this girl? Did you know her after middle school? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, well, after middle school, not really. Um, she, well, she was yeah. a camp girl and a, a church girl. So, like, I was involved with the same social circle as this girl year round. And I think she just kind of stopped going to, I don't know if her family stopped going to church or if she stopped going to events. Like if she stopped going to youth group or something, but I didn't really see her much in high school. Um, we did run into each other at family camp when we were both in high school and ended up in the same group. And it was just kind of like, you know what, man, it's good. Like, or maybe it was just like towards the end of elementary or middle school. I don't remember, but it definitely was this kind of thing where it's like, all right, nothing's ever going to happen. We can just be cool and hang out with the same group of people. Cause there's only four people your age to hang out with in, uh, in family camp. So you may as well make the best of it. I would like to hear Lucian tell the story of the first time he met hot Kyle. Okay. Mm, that's a good story. Oh, shoot. All right. So the first time I saw Kyle, so I'm in this dark dingy basement and i am a little nervous i i i think everybody's cool and i'm pretty sure everybody's cool but there's this like grown man who's just really aggressive in ping pong and he was just giving out this like hardcore vibe and every time i looked at him he was either playing ping pong or playing chess and he owned the house and i was just like this guy is kind of crazy uh <laughs> and there's this death guy who keeps yelling at me and he is keeps <laughs> drinking 
And so, like, I, I think I'm safe, but I'm not 100% like doing well. And so, I'm trying to figure out a way to get out of the party a little bit. You know, I'm looking at my wife, and I think we have like some type of connection that's like, hey, we just need to leave soon. And then I think I hear somebody say, Hot Kyle is coming. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, Hot Kyle. And I'm like, okay, this guy seems like a big deal. Because everybody's having like a, a unison like enjoyment of knowing that we're getting blessed by the presence of Hot Kyle. <laughs> and, then, and then I I see this super tall guy come down. Don't be intimidated, Squidward. Try to imagine him in his underwear. Oh no, he's hot! And yep. I see this I see this guy come down, and I immediately I wanted to be like, oh, he must be a dickhead. Oh, he has to be a dickhead. He has to be a terrible person. And and then he starts politician. He like brings he finds a baby and he kisses it on the forehead. That kind of vibe. He's shaking everybody's hand. I think you had alcohol. I do always, I think you had do. some type of alcohol. I always do. Okay. Yeah, so you gotta bring something. So like he, he, he only carries alcohol. in one hand though, because he likes to keep one hand in front of him for Dude. some reason when he enters uh, the doorway. Every, <laughs> every open doorway, one hand first. You can't be too careful. <laughs> So he like is super cool. He has this alcohol. We're not even really drinking like that. But now everybody's like partaking. And I just like watch. I just like watch how Kyle just move. And he's just moving through the crowd. And he's interacting with everybody. And he's having like personal relationship conversations with literally everybody he's talking to. And then he says, hey, guys, do you guys want to see my movie? And I go, what the f***? What the f*** going on? What the f***? going on and what what this guy has a f- movie he's making a movie this is ridiculous this is out of a this is out of a tv show this is not real you can see the movie and on youtube.com for horsemen and co yep 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 thank you it's called life and so everybody just moves around to make it into a movie theater and then it just the basement turns into a movie theater and out of like in seconds and then we watch I think a tra- I don't know if it was a trailer or like the first. It was the part. trailer, yeah. Okay, and then we watch we watch the trailer of this movie, and it's not bad. It's not a, a bad trailer. Like it's not like a thing. And I I I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be this like thing with this just hot guy doing hot things because <laughs> he's hot. Well, I was like, you be know, bad like, then. <laughs> well, it's you know like you know just like you ever hang out with like super hot people and they're just engrossed in themselves and not really like, mm-hmm. that's this, not the like, crowd i run crazy with. confidence i know exactly what you're talking about it's not often yeah yeah, yeah. and and wow it's guys not thanks thanks for making not... me feel great about myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and i was in my car with my wife and i talked about hot kyle the whole time oh on the day home. My well, did, God. And didn't you call him Sexy Dave first or something like that? I was going to say, I, I, the thing I remember is the highlight didn't even come into the story. Oh, my God. Uh, did I did I say, is Sexy Dave coming? I can't remember where Sexy no, Dave came no, He from. walked in and, like, he's doing his rounds of introductions. And, like, he gets to you and he's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And you're like, oh, yeah, you're that uh, Sexy Dave or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember that part. That's hilarious. Yeah, really? that made yeah. it into a book of mine. I stole that. I stole that name and just put it right onto a character. It sounds like that, when when you started talking to him, your immediate thought was Megusta Chicos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I was drinking the Kool Aid, man. I wanted to not though. I wanted to hate 
How? And I wanted to so bad, but there's nothing I could have done. And then even the second time we hung out, I liked them even more. And that bothered me as well for a little bit. Uh, Lucian, I think I, I've accepted it. I appreciate this story, man. Uh, I mean, it's, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're welcome, man. It's, I mean, there's no lie. I, I wanted to hate you. Well, I'm like, <laughs> I, I get it. If I heard about some guy named Hot Kyle, I would also immediately have a disposition to be like, oh, this guy's going to be a dick. Like, and that's why I'm not huge on like the hot Kyle thing. Cause I'm, I'm not, I didn't come up with it. I'm not trying to put off that kind of vibe, but I appreciate hearing a story like that from another perspective. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was an experience. And then, yeah, another thing I thought was funny. And this is the second time you gave me a tour around your house. And it was like, for some people, I expected the ending of the tour for you to show your bedroom and be like, this is where the magic happens. And then you didn't do it. And I was both convinced, like surprised that you didn't do it, relieved, also kind of say my what happens. So I don't know, mixed feelings on that. Are you suggesting that I end my tours with the bedroom? Uh, I think with guys, I think that'd be fun. Or, you know, <laughs> me goosters. <laughs> and this is where the magic happens, me goosters. Wow. That, that's oh, a right. wild story. That's a wild story from a different perspective. That's so funny. Kyle, tell us what you got going on, buddy. All right. Well, uh, as you guys already know, I'm moving to L.A. in a couple months. Uh, we're finishing up the, the next movie called The Inhabitants. Uh, for anybody listening, the, the biggest thing I can ask is that you follow me on Instagram. I, I hate social media. I really do. But it's it's the game I got to like get around to, to have an edge in L.A. And it's also where I will be posting about uh, my movie releases and anything that I'm working on in the future. So my name is Kyle Kimlick, K-I-M-L-I-C-K. Look me up on Instagram. Give me a follow. I'm also, lately I've been consistently dropping regular kind of short stories and art pieces on there. I'm, I'm really trying to make my Instagram a hub of, of entertainment in its own right. So please give me a follow there and you can keep up with everything I'm doing moving forward, especially as I take on this big journey of, you know, going to Hollywood and seeing what happens. Check the link in the podcast note or the description in the YouTube channel. I'll link it there too. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Who's hosting next week? That is me. So next week, I want to know what is your guys' top five classic YouTube videos? So with that, I'm going to put they cannot have been made in the past five years. So what, when you think back in your I mean, we all came to YouTube different part, like different times. But when you think back to YouTube, what are your iconic videos? What's your Mount Rushmore of YouTube videos? And that's what I want to know. That's a good one, man. That'll be fun. That is a, that is a really good one. Does uh, music videos work or no? Sure. Does yeah. It be... No, it's YouTube videos. So it can be okay. music videos. It can be bad lip reading. That kind of what inspired me because I'm like, my gosh, I forgot about that. And that was amazing kind of inspired me to think of this topic very cool i like it i'm happy to be your muse robert appreciate it (laughs) i just think of you whenever i'm sitting down to write my novel it's in though all right are we good oh do i need to say some other stuff again you need to close this out ah my favorite part uh what do i say how do i say it well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Top Podcast. This is your guest host, Hot Kyle. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we'll catch you all next week on the Flippity Flip. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review and we'll read it on the air. Hope you guys have a great week. Damn, Kyle. Just- <laughs> <laughs> hey, te gusta chico, see? Si? Te gusta chico. <laughs> <laughs>